Hello everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Lost in Translation 1. This time we'll be covering Digimon Ghost Game Episode 48, The White Bride. I'm May, and I'm joined by my horde of Digimon figures. So, this week my internet was being fairly bad, and instead of having a painful and long recording session and keeping Quinn and Chloe up super late on their anniversary, I decided to do another one of our famous separate episode recordings. So, to make it just easier for everyone involved, Quinn and Chloe have sent through their notes, so I'll be reading out those, uh, as well as my own thoughts on the episode, so hopefully it's not too bad in terms of this episode, because at least we don't have uh, my internet being an issue. It has really bad timing, my internet. But in any case, a quick synopsis before we jump into the episode, and by we, I mean just me and you, gentle listener. So, synopsis time. So, Ruli is helping a friend with her wedding and is asked to model wedding dresses because apparently this guy has really sized wedding dresses he wants her to model. It's a little bit weird, but I'll allow it because it, it just leads into the plot of the episode. However, brides are going missing and Ruli gets taken by some shavelmon whom take her for a bride and then they plant spores on her to eat the mushrooms that grow from her along with the other brides. You know, as you do. Hero investigates, but also gets taken. And then we learn how the mushrooms taste better on those with vital bracelets. Rudamon evolves to help Gamamon and takes Kiyoshiro to the wedding venue. Spores are planted on Kiyoshiro too, but the Shampamon don't like the taste. Because he's so offended by this, Kiyoshiro eats his own mushrooms and it recovers his strength along with the strength of Tesla Jellymon. Tesla Jellymon evolves to Thetismon and she defeats the Shampamon, and then the Garamon, who are just like a yellow colour variant of Numamon, take the Shampamon away to eat them because they love mushrooms and we're doing Vor again. Now that we're done with the synopsis, let's discuss the discussions. So first up, my highlights, and then I'll go through Quinn and Chloe's. So I did like Jellymon at the end of the episode being in a jelly dress, a jelly dress, a wedding dress. Uh, I thought that was really fun until you think about why the dude had a wedding dress that would fit for Jellymon, because Jellymon is, I would say, smaller than a human child. So I guess it's just a model one, or a doll one, I don't know, but I don't think there's meant to be any reading into that. I think it's just meant to be a cute thing. I appreciate that Kyoshiro saved the day when he was staying home at the start of the episode to go over the fire safety plan for the dorm. I just thought that's what he was doing for the episode, but he ended up saving the day along with Jellymon, which is super great. I was kind of concerned that this would be a Ruli episode, not that I don't want a Ruli episode, but because it was wedding themed, I just thought it would go like a little bit too like, oh, weddings, girls like weddings. So that was, that was fine. And then we have Rudamon evolving. That was really cool and unexpected. It's, he's not tied to a Digivice or a human partner. So it's kind of like a natural evolution. And he evolved because he wanted to save Gammon. That was a really cute moment. And I really liked it. And then we have the highlights for Quinn and Chloe. And they've just given me like a combined bunch of highlights. So first of all, the first highlight is their it's their anniversary. I've said our anniversary, but I mean like that's just what they say. It's our anniversary is what was written. So they say it's our anniversary. So happy anniversary to Quinn and Chloe. I love them so very, very much. So that's the first highlight. And 
we have the next one being the body horror is strong in this one dot meme. Absolutely. Uh, they they say that they will have nightmares tonight about the holes left in Kyoshiro's body after he pulled out and ate the mushrooms. That was horrible. Yeah, that definitely did go a lot harder into the body horror than we've had, which is saying a lot because Ghost Game loves to go in on the body horror and they're both legitimately shocked that they put that on TV. And yeah, I was honestly surprised too. They also say that they're shocked that they have a psychopath Digimon as the baddie. It's really realistic and creepy. Uh, they also said that resolving it by having the psychopath get best case enslaved, probably eaten. Uh, yeah, I've got the impression that they're ab the Gerimon are absolutely eating them, but I guess it would also make sense for them to enslave them to make the mushrooms. But I definitely got the impression that they were just going to be eaten. But something's definitely something definitely is is happening to sh that Shamblemon will not like. So very creepy. And then we have Shong Sam woman is gay, and yep, I think there were there were there were a lot of lesbians in this episode, and I think that the the bride that Thetis Mon is holding at the end definitely is like she's she's going, mummy, sorry, mummy, like it's Thetis Thetis Mon is beautiful though, and uh, then they both say that the episode was gen genuinely chilling, absolutely agree, and. Uh, Really dress is cute, and they love the random assembly code that they think they pulled from the monitor's driver. And Kyosha spends the first half of the episode trying to get his second monitor working in Linux. Um, I I thought that was really funny. I, I love Kyoshiro. The random evolution's always fun. I guess that's probably talking about Rudamon. And they wonder when did this episode become the weirdest episode of Dragon Ball Z. The animation was crazy good, but also, why? And that's a good point. The animation was stellar in this episode. I love Ghost Game so much. It is... I, I still feel like it could be my favourite my favorite series of Digimon. I think that it can dethrone Atmon. And I'm happy for it to do. I, I love Atmon, but Atmon does have a lot of problems. Atmon does have a lot of episodes that are forgettable and empty and just kind of just exist. And so, some of the episodes aren't good, but most, most of them are. And it does balance out to be better than anything, but Ghost Game, honestly, I think that can just, it, I think a, a Ghost Game can just defeat Atmon, so far at least. Uh, I really hope those aren't famous last words. Uh, then for lowlights, my only lowlight, oh no, I have, to, I have two apparently, Um, all, when Jellymon says all girls like wedding dresses, I kind of was like, oh, Jellymon, <laughs> why, why would you say such a ge generalization of a, of a statement? That's, I, I don't like when she said that, but I get I get that she was more saying that she wanted to wear a wedding dress, which she does in the end of the episode, so that's cute. And then uh, my other low light, and I'm sure that this will be in Quinn and Chloe's notes as well, is that the dude who asked Ruli to model the child and small size Digimon dresses, like, do they have bride dresses that small? Like, I understand you can have wedding attire, and it would have made sense. I mean, I know that she had to be dressed as a bride for the Shamblemon to mistake her for a bride, but I kind of wish that it was like flower girl clothes and Shamblemon just saw that they were the same sort of similar dresses and just like, ah, bride. But I mean, I know, I feel like they're very small. I mean, I, I, I just, uh, I, I just, I just hope that it was just for plot convenience and there's no like deeper meaning. And I, I'm sure that's the case. I'm sure that there's two, there's, it shouldn't, it doesn't have to be read into because it's just like, it needed to happen for the plot. Uh, next, so with Quinn and Chloe, lowlights, uh, they say that's kind of messed up how they had a wedding dress in really size, yep, and Jellymon's, and 
that the, they said that the dude had a real eye of a child modeling agency, but you'll have to sign some waivers vibe. And yeah, I kind of get that. But again, I, I feel like it was just for the plot. And uh, we have a what happened both in the highlights and lowlights. What happened? See highlights. What happened? See lowlights. And why always the vor? Autovore extra bad, no please no, don't go super sane from autovoring. And that's basically just that, that's what happened. But, I mean, I don't mind the vore in this episode because it's not in every episode like it was with Adventure Colon. And we even have Hero at the end of the episode being like, oh, Digimon can eat each other? Are they going to eat them? Does that happen? Like, at least they're kind of making a point to introduce this as something that sits fairly new to this universe or at least new to the characters in this universe, whereas in Colin they were telling us basically every second episode that Digimon like to eat each other sometimes. Next, uh, they say that they feel the mushrooms are supposed to be symbolic or representation of something. Um, I don't think so. I think it's li they're literally just mushrooms. And then they say, like, we start with kidnapping brides for literally some reason, then switch to Rulian Hero because people with bracelets have butter mushrooms. Ew. But Kyo's mushrooms send them on a bad trip for just, for just some kind of reason. And they say they probably think it's some foreshadowing except Ghost Game is ep episodic enough that they really doubt they're doing anything more than hinting at the same thing that they did in the first limit break and how one time we brought up Kyo's bandaged toony arm. And yeah, I feel like I think that they're hinting something, maybe, like something is different between Kyoshiro and the others, but I was also, I would also not be surprised if they just did that because it needed to progress the plot. Then they say that why are we cool with Geramon probably voring them in turn? Like, I get they kind of had it coming, but it's still a weird place to draw the line on refusing to help someone, especially with Hero's track record. Yeah, it is weird that, like, no character was like, okay, we have to sa save the Shamblemon. Uh, I guess maybe we could put it up to Kia to maybe Kiyoshiro is kind of still recovering, and then Hero and Ruli are just, like, shell-shocked from you know, having mushrooms torn off their body and eaten. So I'm not I'm not too upset about that. I also, in terms of the writing, I liked that it was something unique that we're doing with the the Digimon at the end of the episode. We're not killing them. Well, I mean we may we may be killing them, but we're not like having them die in combat basically. And we're also not Lilo Lilo and stitching the series with them and giving them like a perfect place for them to hang out. It's something unique in terms of an ending of an episode where, yeah, they're being dealt with, but it's more like a question mark. Like, we probably won't see them again because they're about to be eaten. So I'm glad that we're doing something, like, as a surprise. Like, we didn't, as I said, Lilo and Stitch, the television series, then we're like, oh, you like cooking mushrooms? Then you go to a mushroom farm. Ha ha ha. Like, we, we don't get that. We get them being bored instead. And the last low light from Quinn and Chloe is that they feel like there's a 45-minute version of this script where characters have motivations and plot makes sense, but it's been edited to the point that if you don't just kind of squint at the plot and stop thinking about it, it barely hangs together the story. I feel like, and I know I've said this a lot in my, I feel like all the podcasts for Ghost Game, but I feel like that's just a problem with Ghost Game, is that each episode feels like it should be 40 minutes long. It should be like the, the length of an X-Files episode and tell the same sort of like length of story but they're forced to cut it down into 20 minutes or less, depending on the opening, ending, and analyzer and preview for the next episode. That's not much time to tell a story to get your point across. So I think it suffers from that because a lot of the time it has to be very plot convenient. They can't just do the, 
the mon of the week doing the scene in the start of the, the, the episode and then they slowly investigate it, which was how a lot of X-Files episodes goes. You kind of see the monster of the week do the thing and then you get cr- opening credits and then you have Mulder and Scully finding out about this from somewhere or they go to investigate and then there's a, an investigation time. And the X-Files is a good example to bring up because I, I'm i fairly certain that the X-Files, maybe they may not have invented it straight up, but they definitely like were one of the main monster of the week shows, like, you know, holding that flag of like, this, this is our, this is our format. And then, of course, in the 90s, we had things like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which also came out after the X-Files and also had a Monster of the Week kind of feel to it, where there was also an overarching plot like the X-Files, but they didn't... The, the, the episodic plot and kind of like, okay, we have like a bunch of episodes that are just like Monster of the Week, and then maybe we have like one episode with a cigarette smoking man like a year or something. And that was kind of the format. I feel like the X-Files and Lilo and Stitch are great, like shows to watch if you like Ghost Game and I love both those shows at least I loved uh, Lilo and Stitch when I was younger when it was originally airing and I love the X-Files enough to name my dog after one of the characters so if you like Ghost Game go watch Lilo and Stitch the series I think it's on Disney Plus and the X-Files is on uh, I think it's Stan in Australia but I don't know where else uh, maybe Amazon I don't know but uh, X-Files is great is my point of that little tangent there but uh, yeah I feel like, yeah, that's a good point that they're having their lowlights, but that's more a point of the rest of the show that a lot of these episodes should be as long as X-Files episodes. They should have the same format because it is a lot like the X-Files. Uh, then we have favourite character, who I put Jellymon down. Chloe also picked Jellymon via Thetismon, and that's basically my reason too. And Quinn picks Shamblemon for being legit kind of scary. Totally valid. Then for ratings, Chloe gave it a 5, Quinn gave it a 4, and I gave it a 3. I, I was, it, this was one of those episodes that I finished watching and I didn't know how to feel. I, I thought that I liked it and I do like this episode, but it, it was kind of a bit weird. It was very weird. It was very Ghost Game. This episode was probably the most Ghost Game episode we've had in the entire Ghost Game. It was so Ghost Game and it was just Ghost Game. So I guess that's the takeaway here. It was definitely an episode of Ghost Game that I watched. So putting our rating scores together, that puts it in 19th place in our overall ranking. In terms of our individual ranking, it's in 33rd place for me, and it's in 5th place for Chloe and 12th place for Quinn. So this episode, it, it was a good episode. I liked it, but it, it's, it's one of those episodes that's just hard to kind of work out how I feel about it, how good it is, because it just, it was just so weird. It was a very weird episode of Ghost Game. I liked it, and but it took me like 20 minutes to half an hour to work out if I actually did like it or not. It was just weird, but I... <laughs> It was good. I don't really have any miscellaneous thoughts, but Quinn and Chloe do. And first up, they say apparently Hero can say no, but at least to help people getting cannibaled. And I feel like, I feel like you can kind of like accept that he, that Hero had just gone through some pretty bad trauma and just had like mushrooms torn off his body. So I'm willing to bet that he was just kind of horrified and traumatized from the whole event. So that's not too bad. They also say, so did all these women go missing from this one place, or is Hero asking for information on just, like, generally speaking, how many weddings are happening in Tokyo today? I think it's just this place, because the Shamblemon were just taking them by foot, and not, like, doing anything else. Like, they were just kind of taking them there, and if it was anywhere 
further away they would be stopped. So I'm going to say it's just this specific venue. And then if the former how in someone's name is this building still open, uh, it's just, it's just plot or at least script. The, the script said so, and I'm fairly certain it is just this area. Next, uh, when you hang up a phone, there is not a dial tone. Who wrote this and when? Uh, I feel like that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. Uh, the script is old enough that they felt the need to explicitly write phones out of the plot because they solve things too easily. And that that's also a good point. And episodes are being switched around to make the Halloween episode next week, apparently. Um, I, I'm, I'm not sure about that one. I got the impression that perhaps that they were meant to be more, like, weeks off. And this is, this, I can't remember who said it. I think it was Storm in, uh, Storm Runner, I think it was, in the Lost in Translation with Discord server. But they were wondering if maybe they just took out, uh, the, like, any proposed or planned hiatuses or weeks off and breaks just so we could catch up for Halloween. Alternatively, that is also a possibility that they just kind of moved the Halloween episode around just so it could be around then. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure about that. Next, we will read out the comments for Postmon Pat. And again, by we, I mean me, and you will listen unless you uh, don't want to listen. And then I guess you can skip forward 30 seconds or however many times you need to skip forward 30 seconds in your podcast catcher if you so desire. So first up, we have my internet has gone down. No, it's back. So, hooray. First up, we have KG who says, did we notice the moment when they zoomed in on one of the Viola Brace? It seems like something was going to happen at one point, but then nothing did. They were confused by what that was. I think it was just because Nanomon was talking through the Viola Brace that that was like just to, to signify that that was what was happening. That's the impression I got anyway. And KG says it's cool that we got to see Thetismon again. And yay, we do this week as well. Although her hearing abil healing abilities are starting to feel a little bit to be like, do whatever needs to do to tie up the plot's loose ends. Which is fine every now and again. I, they just hope that it's not the only reason that, they, that we use her. And I mean, this episode did have heal her healing, but she also did fight. So I don't mind that too much. Next, we have Narumi who says that they think the Digimon that they kill are the ones that are murdering Digimon or eating humans. But they're still annoyed that they didn't kill Cherrymon because he ate a lot of people and they just broke his arm. I mean, they didn't kill Leamon. They gave her, like, a YouTube channel. So that's not entirely true. And But I guess she hadn't murdered anyone yet, but she definitely was very close to eating Hero's friend. Narumi also says they liked that the episode 47 because Shadowmon was dying at the beginning and he ended up dying in the end and turning to a Digitama. It is cool seeing more of Kiyoshiro's friend and they hope that Hero wrote something important this time. They think Hukuto will give them something to upgrade the Digivice V to the Digivice Jewel V the next time Blacktailmon Uber appears. That is a possibility. Alternatively, I'm wondering if it just self-upgrades, like sometimes Digivices do, or if they break and then they have to get upgraded some other way. Who knows? But that is a possibility. The release of the Vital Bracer BE and Jewel V is a month from now, so that wouldn't be surprise me if it's like in the next like four episodes or so, so they can get that product placement tie-in. Next, we have Lazy Crocono who says the episode was good and their highlight is that they hope they don't become cowards and reverse the memory loss like in all shows that temporarily kill a Digimon. Next episode, they don't know what to say about it, they hope it's good, and it turned out to be pretty good, I think. 
Um, we ha- then we have Andrew says that finally the episode has something to look forward to. The bracelet showing the, sh- the symbol or the Uber Tailmon showing up or Hero being curious of the digital digital world, it's just these little things that matter. And absolutely, I do like that Ghost Game is introducing us little things bit by bit. I don't mind it too much. Like, some people really don't like that it's episodic and feel like it's not getting us anything per week, but, and, and that's completely valid, but I think that at least we're getting, like, little tidbits. And we got a little thing every week, and I'm hoping that the mushroom on Kyoshiro being different is leading towards something as well. And lastly, we have Sakubo, who says they really hope the letter doesn't turn out like the last one. They would be so angry. And also, Jellymon saving the day was awesome. And yeah, totally agree. And we also got that for episode 48 as well, this week's episode. So I'm very excited about that. Then, thoughts about the series so far. I kind of mentioned this before, but I honestly think this episode, or this season rather, can be my favourite series of Digimon. I'm really enjoying it. I really love the horror aspects. I love that it's just the X-Files and the Lilo and Stitch cartoon and every week makes it feel more than that that's the case. So that that's fun. And we have Quinn and Chloe saying that this episode touched on a lot more of the meta plot, which is sort of interesting. But they introduced Limit Break like a year ago. Please give us something other than may induce weird mushroom growth. And that's a point. We still don't know what Limit Break is. I'm willing to bet that it's just Kyoshiro being a little bit extra and just acting like an anime character. And that's just kind of his reasoning for it, that it makes him feel cool. I'm absolutely betting that, that that's the case, that, and at least that's what they're going for. Predictions for next week's episode. So next week's episode is episode 49, The Crimson Harvest Festival. Looks like we've got Witchmon and we've got some actual witches, or at least people dressed up as them. And it's the Halloween episode because the episode comes out on October 30th, which... I'm fairly certain that's the day before Halloween. Please correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel a little, I'll feel a little bit dumb if I am wrong. Uh, so they say that the episode looks a little bit spooky and they're hopeful that they'll have worked hard to make this one particularly scary. I mean, last Halloween we had the pumpkin mon stabbing people in the face episode. So I, I feel like we definitely can go scary with our Ghost Game Halloween episodes. And uh, that's, that's all our, uh, our thoughts. So I'm gonna wrap this up then. Thank you everyone so much for listening to me ramble about Digimon this week. You can find Link Dump is linked in the description and you can contact us and stay updated. You can leave us a comment on this episode on YouTube to join in on the conversation and for a full list of ways to find the podcast across the internet such as YouTube, TikTok, Twitch and Twitter head over to my link tree which is linktr.e slash lost in translation mon. It's also linked on my Twitter which is just at translation if you are having trouble getting to the Linktree website. If you enjoyed this podcast or videos or even my silly little tweets, you can show your support by signing up on Patreon and get some cool rewards and help us hit some milestones. And thank you to our current supporters on Patreon, Stephen Reeves, who is Wild with Season 4 on Archive Our Own, Kandawashi, Chisai, who can follow on Twitter at Chisai236, Niabu, who says you should follow Chisai on Twitter at Chisai236, Lizmet, who is a Lekman on Tumblr, Nicholas, Emery from Gone Will Hunting, a Hunter Hunter Rewatch podcast, Magnus, Lucas, JasonMon05, Patrick, Jason, Shelby, Digital Hazard, who is on Twitch at the Digital Hazard, Dedicated Gazi, Alemis, Tropimon, and V Montamer. 
and you can also make a one-off donation on PayPal, which can be found linked in the description. It's paypal.me slash ergemon. You can also donate to me on my coffee account, ko-fi.com slash erdra. So thanks for listening to me this week, and of course, we will see you on the next one. Bye!